Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to Clicking Balls. This is AFL Round 20 all wrapped up. My name is Heath, and the first question I'm asking this week for a change is, how many games do you think Andrew Gaff will get at the tribunal? Brenton? Nine. Josh? Ah, seven. And that's all we'll talk about Andrew Gaff today. So the second question I asked this week is your highlight of the week. So, Brenton, you got a highlight of the week past? Well, I mean, Formula One's in the off-season at the moment, so I've got not much to do on a Sunday night except sit around my gaff and... Have a beer or two, and um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, bit of bit of news. Uh, Daniel Ricciardo has, has decided to sign with Renault, who uh, have got a pretty shit engine, but it's not as hit shit as a Honda engine. Um, so yeah, is well, it a good move for him? Well, the more I think about it, the better it gets. Basically, the Renault have put a lot of investment into <clears throat> basically their infrastructure and personnel. They've they've managed to snag a guy from the FIA, uh, who are the parent body of Formula One, who would have known all the secrets for the other other cars when they were going through scrutineering to make sure they're legal, which was a bit of a coup for them. They've also got a couple of designers coming in. So, I mean, he didn't really have anywhere else to go unless he stayed at Red Bull, who aren't going to do much for the next couple of seasons. So, it, the more I think about it, the more I like the move. But um, it was still good to have something that wasn't just shit posting uh, yeah, for the F1 you know, summer break. An actual F1 event. Yeah. Well, yep. It's one of those things where a few years back, people said the same about uh, Lewis Hamilton going to Mercedes mm-hmm. because they were a bit ordinary. And they had Schumacher driving for him at the time. Yeah. Granted, he was 76 years old, but uh, he was doing nothing. Uh, and then Mercedes had invested heavily in the next generation of engine regs. And now they're the, the team to beat. They've won the last couple. Yeah, by a long way. So Renault, they've got the money, Renault. If they want to invest in it, like uh, they certainly can. So they, they could make a, a world-beater car. Yeah. Um, and if they're willing to drop $20 million on Dan Ricciardo, which is apparently five times what Red Bull are offering. Jesus. Um, really? Yeah. I, I know nothing about Formula 1, but I would have thought $20 million would have been standard for a high-level driver. Oh, some, some pay. <laughs> yeah. But it also depends on how much sponsorship you bring, that sort yeah, of crap. And, the rest of it. Um, and Red Bull generally under, pay unders. Um, so yeah but he is exactly what Renault need both on and off the track like, as a marketable figure he is spectacular look at um, obviously they own brands like Aston Martin and if you have the Daniel Ricciardo edition of Aston Martin that's a brilliant car like from day you know it's not going to be shit yeah I was thinking about getting one but yeah, yeah, yeah. No, stuck <laughs> with the Honda Jazz so the, the latest Aston Martin's <laughs> been pretty pretty shit really. yeah I haven't liked yeah. it much at all actually no. I, I'd knock him back I, I'd knock back a couple I think there was a Seb Vettel Clio at some stage and you're like yeah, yeah was great, two. great magazine. Yeah, <laughs> um, Josh, you got a highlight of the week past. Uh, finally, announced that Connor's going to fight again against Khabib. Yep. Um, the hype on this will be astronomical. Uh, I'm still looking forward to it. 
Yeah. I'm, I'm, when do you think it'll be called off? Next month or the <laughs> month after? Because um, I, I don't get excited about the uh, Khabib fights until after weigh-ins. Pretty that's, much. That's when you should start getting excited. And it, I mean, I found it pretty funny that Connor came out and said after his trial that he's never going to uh, fight in Vegas ever again. And yeah, next this, fight in this, Vegas. This fight's in Vegas? Really, Who would have thought? Yeah, what a gaff. I like he has to do anger management. Yeah, as yeah, part of the, the deal. I'm like, a fighter. you know who he is? Yeah. yeah. Anyway. <laughs> He's a fighter. He's Irish. <laughs> Anger comes with it. it it's part yeah. of the deal. Yeah. The double champ does whatever the fuck he wants, unless it's court, <laughs> court ordered. <laughs> All right. All right. Let's get into the footy because it was an absolutely magnificent round of football. Oh, state of the game. There was something to talk about in every single game, um, which is amazing. Um, we'll start off on Friday night with the Tigers in Geelong. Um, 65,000 in the wets. Not a bad damn effort. It was a yeah, good good turnout for. I mean, it wasn't totally pissing down rain. Um, in the afternoon, it was quite nice. So, I walked to the game from the city, think, yeah. and I had my umbrella up. Yeah, people would have committed to go into the game, rain, hell, or shine. I would have imagined sixty-five thousand did play for as well. And yeah, I thought like the Richmond. I thought they were dominant in the first quarter. Um, uh, they just didn't make the most of their chances, which allowed Long to stay in the game. And even when it came out in the the third and started kicking a few goals like they do generally with their third quarter efforts. You thought, oh, this is where they get away from it and this will probably be put to rest. But Geelong just had that resilience to keep on coming back no matter what, what Richmond brought to them. And a lot of it was actually around the contest. Yeah. Uh, it's funny, um, once they broke away, they, geez, they had a lot of run through the middle, Geelong. Yeah. Um, yeah. And we keep saying that Richmond are the best fourth quarter side, but Geelong took them up and beat them, beat them in well yeah. in the fourth quarter. Yeah. Um, just a lot, a lot of handballs through the middle, I think, for Geelong that um, brought them unstuck. Yeah. Um, There's sometimes where you go, you know what, guys, you're out. Go now. Run. Shepherd. Yeah. But yeah, they seem to like to handball, handball, handball instead of handball, shepherd, you run. Yeah. I don't know. Found it weird. Well, they had 90 more handballs than Richmond. Oh, that, Jesus. But that's phenomenal. That's typical of the game, though, because Richmond aren't muck around with it. They just get it forward, we'll figure it out down there. Yeah. Well, they only had, right, Richmond had 220, 223 kicks to Geelong's 200. So that's, you know, fairly what you'd expect. But just 114 to 204, that's crazy. Yeah. I mean, it just happened that way sometimes. Yeah. yeah. And Jack had another, I mean, this is like his third consistent performance, goal scoring performance in a row, I think. It was funny. It was one stage of the game, I think he uh, he had uh, six kicks and, th- and two goals or three yeah. goals. Yeah. And you're like, well, he, he hasn't touched the ball, but he had yeah. a tap on to Castagna that was a goal and he took one or two nice marks. He did his job. That's yeah. all he want. Well, it's, it's weird now that he's actually getting a return for um, effort. Our, our effort of or our consistent sort of strategy of just getting the ball forward and getting the forward lines. The yeah. little guys take care of it. Now you just get into the forward lines and he actually takes a mark. Well, I, I think it's as soon as Richmond got linked with Tom Lynch, he's like, fuck, better pull my finger out here. <laughs> yeah. um, I thought there was also, there was an incident um, in oh, first six or seven minutes. It was just right in front of us. Uh, the ball's just gone out. Um, it was Edwards. Who you know taking the ball out over the boundary line, yep. and Selwood was there, and Selwood just grabbed him fair by the throat and then turned away. Really? I'm like, okay, because it happened right in front of me. I'm like, he's yeah. clearly he's trying to get a reaction out of him. Yeah. But no free kick didn't happen. No. And, yeah. and Edwards looked like he goes, I know what you're trying to do, mate. I'm not doing it. I'm not yeah. buying into it. Yeah. So that's uh, that's the kind of uh, cool head and uh, veteran um, temperament you get from a 200 gamer. Yeah, and with uh, lots of coffee meetings with the umpires as well, I reckon, because <laughs> uh, the umpire wasn't too crash hot on the free kick count. Well, that's the way it goes. Yeah, I mean. It wasn't bad. <laughs> <laughs> got, to, got, to, got to throw something in there. I didn't feel like it was badly umpired. 
Yeah, it's but, just the way it goes. But yeah, Dusty come back to some form as well, getting his hands on the ball. Even when they pushed him up forward, he didn't have an impact on the scoreboard, but it was still enough where they had to worry about him as well. And even when he's trying to be one out, um, we're getting the ball forward and we've got everyone running towards the goal because yeah. he's got him forward, forward there. Uh, so I thought that was pretty smart as well. Um, yeah, I think he got 20-odd kicks. Yeah, there was a lot of times too where I saw um, kicking out for full back. Dusty's yep. got a bloke standing right next to him. He's just like, no, just kick it here. Yeah. I ain't running. <laughs> kick it for fucking me. I'll fucking get it. And he did most of the time. <laughs> and also, uh, Sam Lloyd definitely changed his game up now. Hey, uh, played a good chasing effort. Two big tackles in the final two minutes. Yeah, um, yeah. Tackles that stuck and had to stick. For a total of seven tackles for the game, which is a good good return for him, who was yep. generally a, a very aggressive forward half uh, player, a uh, forward uh, forward. 450 player, player yeah. yeah. Ford uh, half is being very generous. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was a little bit surprised with the attention given to Gary Ablett um, after the game about yeah. he, he missed you know two shots yeah. from that pocket. Yeah. Um, but I mean, the shots on goal that he usually kicks, he didn't kick them. Mm. Like just go. Well, you know what? You didn't kick it. Obviously, he was trying to. Yeah. yeah. Well, it seems like people have been jumping on this this Gary Ablett bashing train in the last couple of weeks I think he's been playing good he's not at his absolute best of his whole life yeah. but fuck that's a big yeah exactly <laughs> that's a pretty yeah. big yardstick to try and judge someone by I think he's, he's been playing he's, great he's judging from... against the best ever pretty much because yeah. if you're talking best ever footy players he's in that conversation yeah he's in the conversation yeah. Yeah. Uh, so you're judging him against a, you know, prime time Michael Jordan of the sport he's not up to that anymore but fuck me, he's still best 22. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, you, you say that. Um, he was only just best 22 because he started on the bench. That's not the first time what this the f- season they've done that. Yeah, I reckon that's dumb. I don't know, I don't know what's going on. Trying to break tags or some shit. I don't, I don't know. know. But if I was Geelong, every game, I'd have Selwood, Dangerfield, Ablett in the middle. I'd say, right, fuckers. Yeah, that's it. Probably you want. <laughs> problem is, none of them tackle. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was the key thing I thought in this. Um, tackles were pretty even with 92 Richmond's way to 73, but it was in the forward 50 where Richmond had 18 versus 9. So their forward pressure was just rabid. Yeah, just by the yeah. way, 93 to 72, I don't really call that very even. That's yeah. that's a fair that's, difference, especially in the wet. It's a reasonable difference. Yeah. But um, when Geelong had so much more possession, you kind of think, you know, you wouldn't say that's uh, a pantsing, whereas 18 to 9, like double the forward 50 tackles. Yeah. yeah. That's a hiding. Well, Richmond butchered it when they put it into their forward 50 for the first half, which was um, one of the things that really let them down. Well, maybe that was the plan. We'll, just, we'll turn it over in the forward 50 and then tackle the fuck out of them and get the turnover. We're trying to get those, uh, what was I reading today about high pressure movements, high pressure, yeah, pressure acts or something? Yeah, yeah. apparently there's the biggest score ever, maybe. Fair enough. Trend, I'm pretty yeah. sure. I, I believe it. Um, you trying to think, who was uh, the best players for Richmond? It's hard. It's yeah. Hard I mean, Cochin had a great game. Rewalt, but Rewalt, Rewalt had four goals and only touched the ball 10 times. Caddy was, was pretty good, but. Caddy was amongst it. I thought it was a lot of yeah. off the ball effort that really. Um, was the impressive axe by Richmond. Generally, we have actually a fair few highlights of, of the last couple of years just from individual efforts, you know, yeah. one or two things here and there, whether it be Higgins' goal or a nice touch from Shatter. Yep. But this one wasn't a fancy win. No. It was just everyone... It was hard do, work. Yeah, had, had to do what they needed to do. Um, but yeah, I don't think there was one real outstanding performance, which yeah. I think has been one of the standouts of Richmond's uh, teamwork this year is that people were talking about Dusty not being in Brownlow contention, but it's great that it doesn't have to be and we're yeah. at the top of the table. Hmm. Um, but you know those guys like Caddy Edwards Cochin, um, none of them got over twenty touches. No, you know, but they had a big impact on the game. No, but I mean, well, sure, Greg, you can't understand these six hitouts. <laughs> <laughs> it was great. Um, whereas on the other side, you know, Dangerfield had 
39 or something stupid and um, about, Duncan was 33 yeah. and Selwood was 30 odd I think about 20 contested for Dangerfield too um, Kelly was probably the best player for, for the Cats um, I, I saw him like there was a lot of plays where they pick up four touches in the one play and not get out of the centre square you're like yep. I don't care yeah. I don't care anyway um, it was another good win by Richmond and I think that does yeah, pretty much sews up um, minor premiership for him um, and puts Geelong in, in perilous trouble. Yeah. The thing is, only West Coast that are second at the moment, aren't they? Well, they're injured in a game behind. Very funny that um, at the start of this round, I said there's only three teams that can win it, and that's uh, GWS, West Coast, and Richmond, and whoever's got the best uh, injury list will win. Um, West yeah. Coast pretty much wiped out uh, one of their midfielders now, yep. and GWS had four or five injuries. Yeah. So it's all falling it's Tigers' about, way. About par for the course, actually. Um, on to Saturday in the... My pick for game of the round um, with Essendon and Hawthorne, another sixty odd thousand at yep. uh, at the G. Um, absolute cracking game from the opening bounce. Well, I'm glad you said that. I only saw the opening bounce a little bit further, obviously, because I was on the other channel. But um, I, I did keep flicking over, and geez, they were they were going flat chat. There was this burst on both ways. Like uh, Essendon owned the first ten minutes of the quarter, and Hawthorne owned the last ten minutes of the quarter. Yeah, but you see that fourth quarter, both teams were knackered. Yep. They, were, they were buggered. Yep. Uh, you see where you need like almost a game-winning effort, and after that, you're just hunched over for, for the next five minutes. You're almost hoping for a goal, so you've got that 30 seconds where you can just do fuck all. Yeah, well, there was a lot of game-winning efforts there. Um, yeah. I thought as well, because we'll come into the advantage rule, I think that they yeah. made one mistake. Uh, and oh, yeah, on, definitely. On, on the yeah. Warper one, because he's picked it up, yep. and he has taken two steps, but then the whistle's blown. Yeah. He goes, oh, right, there's a free kick, I can stop now. Yep. The other one's going, no, nah, no, nah, you've took the two steps. Yeah. But, you haven't blown the whistle yet. And then, you, then you heard his reason afterwards. Like, you can't have cake and eat it too. So, no, but I'd at least like to see my cake first. <laughs> let me have the cake. At least let me give me oh, one of them. I promise I won't eat it. Just give it to me, you fuck. But anyway, uh, and the other advantage was a perfect call. Um, it's just unfortunate that everybody stopped because it's a ruck infringement. Yeah. But I think it was the only ruck infringement free kick paid on the day, which is amazing. Yeah. But I think one of the concerning things for Hawks was uh, a lot of missed opportunities towards the end of the match. Especially there. in the last quarter. Yeah. Easy ones too. Yeah. By seasoned veterans as well. Uh, well. So you would hope that you'd have them. Is, uh, is Show and Makers back to being the whipping boy? No. No. He no? Did, did nothing wrong at all. Um, it was... Ruffy was the worst one. Yeah. Dropped yeah. a couple of easy marks and missed, yeah, missed a, goal missed a been, sitter from 30. After been straight know, in. And I think in the second quarter, he, he nailed one from 50-odd, yeah. um, which was brilliant. Um, Luke Bruce had another great one, kicked a few yeah. more goals, a few more tackles. I found out, you know, the, the 50-100 that I'm being talking about? Yep. It was the mongrel punt that actually uh, started that chat. Right. And uh, they're well on it as well. I, I read yes. it uh, today. They're, nice. they're following him in. Um, but Jack Gunston with five, um, yeah. I think might have been the difference of the day. Yeah. Uh, it's just, yeah, I think they had lots of contributors, though. And it's, they've got an, almost like a, a good core team now, the Hawks, so they can uh, have a sort of transition period where some of their players are going to obviously be on the outer. Yeah. But they've got enough there to not drop too far. Like, you thought this year would be the season where they dropped down a fair bit. But they've proved that the the investment they've had especially with O'Meara um, obviously Titchell was never in doubt yeah. but other ones have come through and now they're looking like they're actually going to have some stability well Warple and Morrison had both had great games yeah. um, and they both won uh, crucial one-on-ones against you know Goddard and Hurley yeah I had Essendon tip for this until I found out McKernan was out so I changed my tip he's done now, for the year yeah but how I would not have said that at the start of the year yeah exactly <laughs> um, 
Yeah, exactly. Hawks had the winners all over the ground. Um, don't get fooled, though. Hawks are fifth on the ladder. I still don't consider them a premiership threat. And I keep saying it. We've had a nice draw. Yeah. And even, you know, we've our wins against top eight sides. Uh, Geelong was a brilliant game. But yep. Collingwood and Melbourne, we played them before they got their shit together. Yeah. If we played them tomorrow, it would be a different story. But yep. um, anyway. Um, and uh, Morrison. Harry Morrison gets the uh, <coughs> NAB Rising Star nod today. Yep. And you say uh, older players moving on. Um, Silk signed on for season 18 today as well good on the lad yeah I mean it's not surprising yeah. still... I'm unlucky not to get a rising star not as himself but, <laughs> um, but that means I think if we play one final he, he'll he have 200 Hawthorne games shit it's astounding so you get two of his yeah. kids he's got four there you go um, three boys and a girl and we've got a VFLW team so yep yeah we'll, we'll take them all um, alright on to uh, Brisbane and North and of course I was at the Hawthorne game so I didn't see much of this one but I did see uh, the main talking point, which is Cam Rayner's uh, casual kick in the park with 30 seconds to go. Well, he decided to kick around the corner for some reason and, and rushed it. Yeah, but the yeah. weird part is he, you're, you, this is probably the winning goal you're about to kick. Take your moment, lad. And he's yeah. a young lad. Um, he, he's a fucking superstar player. Yep. I'd have him in the side tomorrow, uh, miss kick or not. But uh, North were completely knackered. They were completely out on their feet and Brisbane just had more run. Yeah, but he had a kick for goal, a strong mark and a kick for goal, like not long before that kick. And yeah, about two punt. minutes. It was Perfect. A, it was a 50-meter yeah. kick, too. Yeah, he had a, a decent boot on him. It was a great boot. And this one, yeah, from, I mean, it couldn't have been less than 45-degree angle. No. And uh, gone for the... 25 out, maybe. Gone for a snapshot. Yeah, and he wasn't put off by the crowd. <laughs> <laughs> no, they'll both be very, very quiet for him. Um, I thought Fagan after the match was really good, though. Uh, you know, we went up and said, mate... Missed a shot. What can you do? Oh, what can yeah. you do? And in, in the presser, he said, you know, that, that doesn't define him. He's going to have uh, moments like that, you know, through the yep. next 10 years where he'll pay us back in, in spades. Yeah, he has yeah. to drop the World Cup. No. no. And I thought Hodgie no, had one of his better games this year as well. Um, he's yeah. pro- provided some stability off, off half back. I even broke the lines a few times. You're he's like, how are you getting, how are you getting duped by, by Hodgie? Yeah. <laughs> I tell you what, the old light and easy must be doing him all right. I reckon he's, he's looking not, not too bad at all. He looks younger. He's got a bit of bit of a sidestep going now. I, I can't wait till he takes up a uh, assistant coaching role and then fucks off after one year. Yep, mm-hmm. be great. Yeah, even Mitch Robertson had some uh, key involvements in that last quarter, even that last last half of last quarter. Yeah, um, he took umbrage to being pushed over the line um, by one of the most youngsters and had a bit of a goal. Him and then he's come back and kicked a goal and then he's gone to give him shit and realised it's the wrong person. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was Simpkin actually. Yeah. Oh, well, you've you got to give it out anyway. You probably got away with one earlier. So, yeah. 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 A, a one up on him in the bank. You'd prefer to be one up on Mitch Robertson, wouldn't you? Was it McCluggage has kicked uh, one of the goals of the round as well? Yeah, he did uh, fucking well. Nice little one on the pocket, snuck oh, it in. Oh, yeah, that's right. Little dribbler. Um, they had a few of those. Like in the first half, I don't think they missed. I think, um, pretty sure the scores, yeah, it wasn't until halfway through the second quarter where they actually kicked a point. Yeah, uh, so six goals flat in the uh, first quarter. That's not bad. And I think North Melbourne got out to a start too, didn't they? Yeah, they got the first three on. Uh, two go. of them from Kane Turner. Um, right. So they they did the usual thing that you expect from one of the lower teams. They triple team Benny Brown. But with Wood, Waite and Turner around there, they just left Turner open. He was running off the back flank and just decided, well, fuck it, kidding sure. me. Jared Waite was playing. Yeah. <laughs> <Kicked> two goals. <laughs> yeah, he did all right. Yeah. Um, so they, does, does he get injured next week or the week after? <laughs> oh, he's fine for the season now. He, he's waiting until his contract gets renewed. Yeah, he'll get injured. You keep telling yourself that. <laughs> 
But yeah, North just like they ran out of legs. Even Tarrant, he looked like he was sick of seeing the ball come in right on top of his head in that last quarter. Uh, let, let Robertson get the best of him a couple of times. Hmm. Well, it wouldn't surprise me if they're doing uh, a heavy uh, training load at the minute because out of all the teams vying for the eight, they've got the easiest run home. Yeah. I think they played the bottom three sides or three of the bottom four. Or... Uh, no, we've got Bulldogs, Adelaide in Adelaide and St Kilda. So Adelaide, two you'd have to I line up. Gold Coast. Uh, no, we've already played them twice. And then you've got Adelaide and Adelaide, and Adelaide may or may not still be in the conversation by then, so you never know. You never know. There you go. Um, oh, th- that's actually harder than I thought it was, um, you know, with Adelaide, really, because I, I, I don't know why I thought you had uh, lesser ones. But anyway, still, teams that aren't playing finals. Yep. Um, so that... Uh, yeah, I think Adelaide's in the mathematically possible phase, but they need everything to go their way and to win by a couple hundred yeah, points. Yeah, I think they need three 10-goal victories yeah. Yeah. in a row. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Zeeble, I thought, was... A highlight for North, and same with Majdor. He's he's been very fucking handy along the halfback. He kept taking intercept marks left, right, and centre. Yeah, that's what he does. Yeah, were, he kept handballing them off then. as well. But um, that's all right. Know, he's doing his job. Nothing wrong with him doing yep. that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, unlike I, there was one stage in the first half where Ryan Clark turned over five goals, like five Brisbane goals of the nine were because of him. Um, when he gets to four turnover goals, <laughs> do you think you know what I might move him. him off? Yeah. Well, they did. That was the problem. He kept chasing the ball, and then he. He'd get it, you know. Yeah. Getting the ball is good. Hey, can't chase the ball from the bench, son. <laughs> I like players who chase the ball, but when you kick it in between two North players to an opposition, fucking hell, it's it's time to pull up stumps. I think repeatedly. Yeah. Yes, time to start aiming like not at the man. Just yeah. like a, you got to calibrate your kick. He's only a young lad, so he'll, he'll get better because he can't get much fucking worse. Well, yep, there is that. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, do, you, was, do you reckon after you've had a day like that, Madge just puts his arm around and goes, mate, I know you feel. <laughs> you're, only, you're only six seasons away from finding a ball champ. <laughs> we'll, they'll find a spot for you, don't worry about it. They will have perseverance. Anyways. Oh, well, we're just cleaning room for Gaff. Yeah, well, that's going to be cheaper now. Um, <laughs> on to the showdown. Um, you know, uh, at times it looked like this game was going to run away, but um, it's a shame again that they're all focused on one thing. Um, which was the... The uh, add-in points, yeah. Fucking, <laughs> how can you kick that many? The, uh, the the goal shot from Jenkins in the last two minutes. Yeah. Now, I personally think that nothing wrong happened because um, I couldn't tell if it hit the goalpost or not. The goal umpire couldn't tell. They put it up for a review. The review couldn't tell, and they went, well, he's called it a goal, it's a goal. Yeah. Why? The, and then they went on, oh, this is a catastrophic failure. You know, this the system's bloody hopeless. You know, at the Hawthorne game, there was three goal reviews. Two of them were Hawthorne goals that got turned away, and the other one was a confirmed goal. Worked perfectly. And then this one happens, and they go, you know what, we can't really see. And they go, oh, it's a terrible system. Fuck off. Yeah, yeah. Rub the fucking green. I think it is a a shit system in that the cameras aren't high-res enough. Because the amount of times you see... What what the umpire calls stands most of the time. And the umpire can get it wrong or right, whatever. But if you're going to have a system, we've got some of the biggest investments in technology in this sport in terms of broadcasting. Get a higher-res camera. Like, it's it's not fucking rocket science. It, when you're looking at the camera shot and there's this blur, and like, is the finger pushing back? I don't fucking know. It looks like a seagull. <laughs> like, just get a better camera. No, that was that was Darren Jarman. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that, you know, they're talking about putting sensors on the goalpost and all that kind of shit. I'm like, no, come on. Yeah, let's not overthink it. Um, they've already got two cameras on the goalpost. The problem is this one was above the cameras. I'm like, well, okay, so you need a GoPro at the top of the goalpost facing down. So that now means four goal line cameras. Um, it's like, guys, you know what? Sometimes call goes yeah. against you. No, just, just go to Woolies, get those bars they have for stealing shit and put one of those little tags inside the footy and there you go. You hear the beep before it's gone across the line, it's touched. Yeah, there you are. See, I fucking sold it for probably fourteen ninety five. Yeah, good luck with that. 
but then you got to you know get your own plastic bag, so that fucks that up. No, they backflipped <laughs> on that again. Um, I think the better players on the game, though, um, a lot of them were on the the uh, Port Adelaide side. Well, obviously, Robbie Gray got the medal, um, yeah. but yeah. I, I thought so, yeah, Wingard had uh, one of his better games as well. How many of those does he have now? I have no idea. A handful, surely. No idea because nobody really cares. But they were talking about when you pick the best on ground for these ones, where you get like a, get a medal or some shit. Yeah, showdown, showdown medal. So they've got to pick it. I think it's like with ten minutes to go, fifteen minutes to go in the last quarter. Usually they put the votes in before the game's finished. Yeah, I don't know why they have to do that because no. surely Siren goes, you go, all right, guys, I got this one, this one, this one, and it's him. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. the math is pretty simple. Why does it take ten minutes to do it? Like, um, you can do it after the siren. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And surely you can find some. Uh, engraver that's you know can do that I, I would assume it would take maybe five minutes at most engrave it later even yeah yeah engrave it afterwards put a sticker on it yeah, yeah. but yeah it seems ridiculous. ridiculous I'd like to be like I should have uh, open deliberation on those that's what that's what AFL needs to do they need to pick up their online content because they try and shut down everyone else who tries for anything yeah. online themselves and uh, they won't do it so if they opened up like these sorts of uh Conversations about who gets these medals to the public—that'd be a, a nice little benefit that we'd be able to watch. Yeah, well, on I, YouTube, I don't know that it'd be rocket science. To be honest, I reckon it's just you know, a bunch of ex-player nuffies are going. He's a pretty fucking good game, any? Oh, or, he was a bit shit in the first half. Oh, he's or, not right now though. Or like the Western Derby where they voted and then Ross Glendinning went nut nah, and gave it to someone else. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. can have that side of it, which I, I like actually. Um, yeah, opening up to the public vote does have its own day, just because. For example, if there was a medal at the Hawthorne Essendon game on the weekend, I think Cyril Rioli might have still won it. You know, so especially if Bruce was doing the announcing. Yeah, um, so it doesn't always work out that way. This is true. Um, but anyway, that's two great showdowns for the year, and I, I think they go one each in that one. So, and um, fourth great match in a row. Yep. Unfortunately, we were at the fifth. Yeah, I went to the, well. Right. I, I saw three games of footy live this weekend. Uh, you blokes saw half a game, um, but Saints and the, the Bulldogs. Saints start off on fire. Um, and then went, oh, fuck, they did? that's enough. They had a great first quarter. Oh. I had a great first quarter too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, tore it up. I think it was like at least, I think it was two pints and a whiskey in that first quarter. I think uh, we went more than two, but I, I, we'll rub it too, whatever. They kept uh, the bullies uh, goalless in the first quarter, even though they had five points, and then uh, in, the, in the next two quarters, uh, eight goals to nothing. Yep. Or, or three goals, I should say. They kicked three in the second. Uh, Seb Ross was the only thing worth talking about on uh, St Kilda. Oh, and Freezer played his first game in five years. So, uh, sorry, his first game yeah. after you know being drafted five years later. So that was nice. But yeah. Seb Ross, 40 touches, three goals in a team that went down by you know a comfortable That's six a fucking goals. good effort, actually. That's really good. Not a bad effort at all. Um, and they're, they're nice goals, too. Um, but on the Bulldog side of things, uh, Bontempelli, when he wants to turn it on. He was back to his... He's one of his best performances this season. Such a natural footballer, but goddamn, is he lazy? Yeah, yeah. he's so lazy behind the ball. Yeah, but, you know, when you're that good, you, you can afford to take uh, the quickest route. But you can almost see the Saints players give up in this game, especially in that third quarter. It looked like, like it. it didn't take much, and even the supporters weren't disappointed that they were going to win this game. I'm going to be honest, I reckon I've seen uh, three or four Saints games this year, and again, they work so hard. Yeah. Um, when they when they got the ball, they worked so hard to get across the ground. Yeah, not down the ground. <laughs> they worked damn hard to get across the ground. Yeah. I don't know why. And just how many times they just left Johannesson loose to run pretty much between the two fifty meter arcs. Yeah. Was, surely someone's going to stick on him. They, they were almost lax days could even and try Caleb to tag da- him. Caleb Daniel was exactly the same. Yeah, yeah. Just simply, the Saints had Ross Lyon flashbacks, and they're like, "This attacking footy shit, mate. Ain't going to take off." No, it was it was horrible at times, and like you said, you know, sitting amongst the Saints supporters, they'd seen enough of it too. Um. 
Yeah, they started openly mocking their own side. Um, yeah, which, which yeah and good. trying to put the positive spin about draft picks onto it, but you see those people were hurt. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's going to be a, a rough run home for the Saints, unfortunately, this year. Um, I don't know if there's any much else to, to say about that game. Well, I think they'll avoid the spoon, but only because Carlton are shitter. Yeah, well, I think it's a mathematical impossibility for them to get the spoon uh, at, at the minute. So, Don't uh, bring Mass into this. Mass isn't yeah. their strong point, so... Yeah. No. Um, Swans and Collingwood. I think the, the Knights started off well with the brilliant Collingwood banner. Yeah, uh, yeah, and uh, J Mads on uh, on Reddit is actually given credit for discovering it. But they, uh, they, they credited Reddit they for did. for some information. Yeah. What difference was in Jai Bednar was it? No, it was Nat Edwards on the, <laughs> AF, on the uh, one of the AFL shows. You can trust her, reliable. Nat, don't worry about Nat Edwards, mate. Yeah, um, her narrowly. That's what we need. Nat narrowly uh, and Hutto. We still we'll keep Hutto, Anthony yeah, Hudson. Right, yeah, right. yeah, just he, to he fix the water in the place. Um, I, I'm, this is an unbelievable season for Collingwood. It's ridiculous. Even in this game, they were down. They went, well, uh, more. you've got to go to Buddy. That's, yep. You're all we've got. And then yep. he gets injured. Yeah. So they're throwing Category B rookies onto Buddy Franklin. <laughs> I mean, Franklin's kicked six and really pretty much won the game for the Swans. Yeah. But you, 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 you feel for Collingwood. You're like, mate, my Sheck was on him at one stage. And, and uh, yep. I think they have the debutante on him as well. I mean, what else can they do? They're just, I don't know if they've got a team left. Well, they've they've their best team is on the bench, and it turns out that they're not their best team anymore. Yeah. <laughs> well, we talk about mathematically possible around this time of year. It's still mathematically possible for Collingwood to finish ninth on percentage. Yep. I, I want to see that. I'm on board. I reckon there's, there's a good chance of it too, because they're just running out of people. Yeah, they're seriously running out of people to put on the park, and yeah, it's, it's been common with was it hamstrings that they've yep. been going through. Well, yeah. more especially, this is his third injury on the year. Yeah, you have to say in the black market for some, some uh, yeah, pre-loved hamstrings. I'll tell you what, you'd be tempted to call up Dank, wouldn't you? Like, <laughs> is there anything you've got, mate? Desperate. Well, they're going to run into Brisbane, Port and Frio. Um, Brisbane and Port are going to be tough. Like, Brisbane play a very similar game to, they, to what they do. Yeah, is uh, up there, Brisbane? Uh, not sure. Um, no, here. It, it is here. Well, Eddie had. Um, depending on how many... You know, if um, Dugowie's back and, and Howe's back, that might give them an advantage. But you're right, it's no walkover. Yeah. I mean, Frio over there, that's Fri- still... Oh, again, it depends on what team they've got. Yeah. Um, but you'd say that they'd have the advantage because I don't think Sandlands or Fife are coming back. But it's it's not an easy run in just because of their injuries. Um, you really got to blame their injuries on this one. But, I mean, if they do finish ninth now, um, I still believe that Buckley's had one of the best coaching years he's ever had. Yeah, yeah, I think he's been yeah. dealt a hand that he definitely wouldn't have planned on, and it's almost been flying by the seat of his pants. And it's found, been working. Found so many good players yeah. this year, uh, and repurposed players that. Yeah, you know, it's, it's going to be hard to keep some of them. Like, I know there's the the uh, Collingwood draw in terms of players can earn more off the field as well. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. But there's going to be a lot of players who are up for big cash, and they've already thrown out some dosh at um, Dugowie, obviously, and Moore's going to be up for contract renewal as well, and they're working on him. And- well, by all accounts, they paid way unders for Dugowie. Um because he was offered million dollars, and he said, "I think the figure thrown around was uh, he signed for six hundred. Sure. Yeah. Well, that's his call. But, but there's, there's going to be another seven or eight players who are going to have to either well, renew or extend in the next well few months, really. Yeah. Well, there's one big one too. They're in the race for, uh, for Tommy, Lynch. Tommy Lynch. Well, that's just it. I I don't see how they keep they they can't keep everyone on the salary cap unless they're hypnotising people to accept <laughs> five sure. bucks or something." Um, so yeah it's going to be interesting to see how that goes especially if because they they're on the up this season they've yeah. finally you know gone through the slide maybe it continues maybe it doesn't who knows who but knows? Um, some uh, some young lads are going to have a hard conversation well, with their manager I reckon there's going to be some old lads that are going to find out you know what maybe we don't need you anymore and you're talking guys like for solo um, you know, uh, even Gold Sacks, he, he might even still play this year yeah. <laughs> coming back from a knee Rico yep. in the same year but there's a lot of those guys like Elliot you know what have you done for us lately, champ? Blair. Yeah. You know what? Oh, we've got Stevens now. Um, Stevenson. Mm. We, we prefer him. Yep. You know? So there's there's where their attrition rate's going to ease it a little bit. But you're right. It's still still a squeeze. And they've still got Daniel Wells on the on the contract for next year. Yeah, well, you know, give or take some. <laughs> Doesn't always work out. Um, bullshit goal from McCartan to win the game too. Let's just say that. Yeah, yep. But um, some rookie errors, I thought, in the last uh, minute from Collingwood as well. Um, well, they should have had at least one shot on goal, but they stuffed it up a couple of times. Which, with the amount of rookies they have on the field, exactly. it's forgivable. It's literally a rookie mistake. Yeah, like, you know, it's all fun and games to have pot shots at Collingwood, but to do what they've done with their list in the way it's, they've done it, they've played beautiful looking football. Like anyone who says the state of the game is terrible after this round is full of shit. Yeah, yeah it's brilliant. Like we had seven, seven brilliant matches and a couple of shit ones, but seven really good ones. <laughs> I, I'm wondering what the seventh one is because I'm looking at Sunday and I don't see it uh, GWS just because fuck Carlton <laughs> okay um, we'll, we'll talk about that game then yeah. um, this game got so ridiculous at times they were playing 17 and 16 men <laughs> why I mean that's surely when that happens the mercy rule has to come into play well I, I like how the score worm just looks like a downhill skier because that's what was going on here it's very consistent I mean I mean, they were tri- trialing the new rules in the bees today. They could have started here at half time. So, nah, bugger it. All right, let's have a crack. <laughs> Switch Guernseys. Yeah. Well, I was hearing some updates from Caribou, who, who was playing in the VFL. They were trialing the Co- new rules. Coburg, it was, and Casey. Yeah. They reckon that uh, didn't Maybe really not. make any difference at all to the game except for the fullback was trying to bomb it into the <laughs> center circle from, from, from a point. Yeah, I don't like it. Look, the only things they won were hit outs and bounces. That's the only stats they got. Oh, and more interchanges. They, they count <laughs> How many interchanges did uh, did GWS have? Fifty-seven. Yeah, out yeah, of ninety. Yeah. They, like I said, then they <laughs> seventy men on the field, and they still made an interchange. Well, yeah. <laughs> hang on, does it count as an interchange if somebody comes off and then goes back on, like the same person? Same person. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm, he's, I'm he's gonna never... say yeah because he actually they still have to let the timekeeper or the interchange gate bloke know. Well, technically, he hasn't been replaced, so he doesn't have to go through the interchange gates. He can go yeah. off anywhere. Yeah, maybe they should have done that. Just. 
do the old uh, behind the goals, high behind the goalpost, and then run back on. Get your rub down behind the goals. Just stay there, and then <laughs> get back on. Um, anyway, uh, Josh Kelly had it field day, but I mean, he was under no pressure all day. Um, you say that yeah. twenty-two contested possessions ain't bad. <sighs> They're only contested because his own teammates <laughs> yeah. are trying to take it off. Him. <laughs> right, come on, you've had your turn. You're hogging it. <laughs> Pretty much, he was waxing at one stage <laughs> with Shield. <laughs> Um, I don't know if there's any. There's nothing else really to say about the game, was there? Sunday was a damn boring day. You can see it coming a mile off. Well, I think we called it from the start that, uh, you know, the, the weirdest part is it's the day that's been talked about the most this week. But uh, anyway. No, after Sunday afternoon it was. Yeah. Um, at the MCG, Melbourne put a hurting on the Gold Coast Suns. It was never in doubt. Um, it, I think it was nice that at the end it felt like, and even the commentator said, it felt like Melbourne were down by a goal because they wanted that 100-point win. Yeah. And they were really mm-hmm. trying to get that 100-point win. Yep. Um, but you notice now, Demons, I think they're fourth on the ladder. So Yeah, I think four through eight have all got the same same amount of wins, wins, lo- yeah. wins and losses. It's yeah. just percentage. But, and so that percentage booster is couldn't come at a better time for the Ds. How mm. many wins have Ds got against top eight sides, you reckon, off the top of your head? Uh, three? Two. Zero. Zero. Zero top eight wins. Jeez. Um, and they play Sydney this week, who are just snuck into the top. Who eight. were in the top eight at the yeah. minute, but yeah, uh, of the teams in the current top eight, they have zero wins. Mm. So they they need a scalp. You know, yep. they've got uh, three games left. I think they've got a game against GWS as well. So they need a scalp. And this top eight is still going to see a lot of change in the next well, three yeah. rounds as well. Oh yeah, it is. <clears throat> I did see a stat. Uh, I can't remember if it was on the paper or Reddit. Max Gorn's got more hitouts to advantage than any other individual team. Yeah, but. That's not that surprising, is it? I mean, because really, there's only one person per team that gets hitouts anyway. Yeah, yeah but hitouts to advantage. Yeah. Like Goldstein get tons of hitouts, but half of them aren't to advantage. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, for him to have more than a team is really, I feel like it's just yeah. generous because yeah. how many people on a team have hitouts yeah. anyway? There's only two of at two. most three, you know, in a game. So it's kind of like, yeah, he's the best ruckman. Of course, he does. Yeah, yeah. Um, but anyway, so it goes. Um, yeah, they winners all over the ground. Uh, broken collarbone to Joel Smith is the only uh, sour note for for the D's. But uh, anyway, it was uh, a walk in the park, and you do feel for the supporters because they've been on the arse end of uh, hundred point floggings for yeah best part of a <laughs> decade. Finally, dish one out, dish one out. And, yeah. You know, against the Suns that didn't have much to do. Um, there was uh, one bright shining light for the Suns <laughs> in a week where their captain said he's going to fuck off. Um, Sexton five goals straight. Yeah, for a team that's only kicked seven. You, yeah. you can say you've done your job. Well, with the uh, Lynch deciding to fuck off, though, it is one of the weird ones they decide, well, we're stripping you of your co-captaincy then. It's like, that, isn't that kind of like telling the girl that's just dumped you you're going to block her number? Well, at the same time, though, it's kind of, I can understand it from their point of view, because they're yeah. saying, mate, you're not going to be here next year. We've now, you're now not a player. We can't have you doing exactly the yeah. stuff, you know? Do your rehab and that, but you can't be in opposition meetings because yep. you're now the opposition yeah that yeah. kind of stuff I think they could have handled it a little bit better though they, yep. they didn't have to come out with such vitriol I can understand they're pissed off too because he's your fucking captain yep you know two years in a row they've had their captain leave their club yeah I mean they could have just fed him full of false information send a red header herring out there <laughs> and see what happens next year I don't know if they've got any information <laughs> that needs to be falsified <laughs> but uh, yeah they could have handled it a little bit better but, you know, pissed off. No, yeah, I heard the, the young kids weren't too happy about him announcing he's leaving as well. He was always buying them booze. <laughs> <laughs> How the uh, fuck are you going to get it now? May's not buying it for him. Yeah, that's just, this is true. 
So, yeah, apparently the senior players weren't too happy about the reception they got because they're probably planning on fucking off too. <laughs> well, it makes it uh, interesting now because uh, May's out of contract next year. And, yep. Um, I'm sure they'll be talking to him all year, mate. We need you to fucking sign. We, yeah. can't, we can't do it anymore. Dude, balancing their budget must be easy because they've got no one to spend the cash on. Well, like, they're not go? Make, well, they've got no money coming in either. So, well, AFL, thank you. Exactly, that's it. They just go, yeah. AFL, more, give yeah. it more. Yeah, well, like, Wits had a decent game, I thought. Yeah. Like, you know, against the one of the premier ruckmans running around at the moment. I mean, it's either him or Grundy, I'd say. Oh, it's gone. It's yeah. gone. Uh, but, you know, for the sake of argument, easily top two. Uh, Wits wasn't pantsed. He got uh, a couple more hit-outs than, Grundy, uh, than uh, Gorn, and he was more than handy. Yeah. Yeah, he's had a good year. He um, has, actually. For someone, he was captain of the side on this game, too. Well, he might get that permanently, which means he'll be leaving the scene as after. <laughs> but, uh, no, I mean, they could do worse. He seems like someone that's pretty committed to the squad. He's done well, especially because, you know, it's a second chance for him up at Gold Coast because yeah. he was um, discarded with uh, with Collingwood. Um, and on to the Western Derby. Um, obviously, we've we've mentioned the high, the uh, the main talking point out of this, and we'll leave it there. Um, Walter's mark. Oh, that's what, what I want to talk about. Yep. It, it's in. It's I, goal. It's mark of the year. I do love how even McGovern, who's held him up there, yeah. and he's he's contributed to that mark. Yeah, yeah, he's helped him. When Walter's lands, McGovern looks and just smiles. He's like, fuck off. Is he the <laughs> nicest guy ever? Well, I'm amazed that Walters knew where the ball was because the whole time he, he was look. just looking. <laughs> he was just looking at McGovern, going, just well, licking his lips. I got to climb this bastard, yep. and, and then he, he got up there. And like, oh, I hope the ball's here. It is. Thank you. Yep. Then you see him trying to get his leg up, and he literally had to go into almost a seated position just to try and get yeah. on his shoulders, and managed it. And you can see, obviously, McGovern's a strong bastard because he's like, "What the fuck's this yeah. on my arm?" And he yep. held him there for him. Um, but I love it that McGovern gave him a little pat on the shoulder. And goes, "Mate, that's that's fucking nice." <laughs> yeah. um, so remember in the uh, 2015 grand final, at the three quarter time, he helped one of the Hawthorne players up. You know, just here you go, mate. You know, yeah. he's, so he's just a nice guy. Yeah, that's right. I didn't remember was, that one. Yeah, and he just went, you know what, mate? It's a fucking good mark. Yeah. Uh, obviously, they were getting flogged at the time. Anyway. It always helps. Yeah, yeah. It always helps. But I think also when you're a football fan, you see that you're like, oh yeah, that was pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What else can you say? You can't take it away. You can't say, mate, that was lucky, or I think it was touched. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fucking good mark. And you know, you're like. At the time, you'd be like, well, this is the highlight of the week. Yeah, exactly. This is going to be replayed endlessly. Um, I did notice, too, that uh, Ballantyne was front and centre of that. He didn't stop to shake his hand. He, he, <laughs> handball, 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 come on. Don't get any goals here. Oh, he's, he's got a contract to earn. Yeah. Um, and it was the uh, the first uh, Glendinning Allen medal. Um, finally got a name for it. Yeah. Yep. Give it out to Elliot Yo. Nobody on this side of the country cares. No, no. no not really. No, just, yeah, that's the first time I found out. Yo won it. Yeah. Um, he's had a good season. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And yeah, not a whole lot for Fremantle to really play for these days. So you expect no. the same effort they've put on when they did have something to play for. I mean, you know, they could play for the game, but they don't play attractive footy anyway, really. No. Yeah. Um, I don't know what they're playing for, really. They're just getting through the end of the year and deciding where their end of season trips go. All right. Not uh, Bali, apparently. Not Bali. On to round 21, just three games to go. We start off with a blockbuster Saturday, Friday night, Essendon and St Kilda at Etihad. Oh, wow. Well, let's be honest, uh, St Kilda aren't turning up. No. No, you have to think the Dons will get a pretty easy win over this. But, you know, Phil Saints could really just fuck with someone's season yet. One more one more time. They've got three games to go to do it, yeah. and one of them's Hawthorne, so they better not. Yeah. Well, yeah the one's better north. There's <laughs> this one. <laughs> I still can't uh, pick them, though. So Saints are playing against three sides that are... Battling for the eight, or Essendon are... Three hungry sides. Essendon can yeah. still make it. And need percentage. Yeah. Yeah. Shit. Interesting. It could get nasty for them. Yeah. Um, 
I'd like to see Cal Hooker kick two massive goals against Hawthorne. He was a, a tower yeah. of strength. He might have a big day out because he hasn't got a big forward to look after. So, yep. um, interesting to see if Jakey Stringer lines up too because he had a bit of an ankle issue. But uh, that's three three votes for Essendon. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Hawthorne and Geelong at the MCG. Game of the round this one, I reckon. What a cracker. Good one. Um, ironically, like halfway through the season, you wouldn't have said Geelong outside the eight versus Hawks in it. Yeah, exactly. And yep. still, it's Hawthorne, Hawthorne fifth, uh, Geelong ninth, Geelong are favourites. Yep. And I yep. completely understand it. Yeah. Well, they've got the same amount of wins, don't they? Yeah, it's just percentage. Yeah, so that's how tight this season is. Um, it's massive because either team loses and it's going to be hard to... Um, Keep in the eight, or, or you know, or get in the eight. For I think I said it last week too. Like thirteen wins isn't a guaranteed final this year. No, no. It's, you need thirteen wins and the best percentage. Yep. Fourteen wins is guaranteed, but thirteen isn't. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh, that being said, I think I think the cats just a bit of experience. Like I'm not sure if last week the experience about the close game with the Tigers will be a benefit or a detriment to how they play this yeah. week because it was a hard fought game. Uh, I don't know if that's going to take it out of them or if they look at. Well, they can't afford to rest players because they've got to fight for every win yep. for the rest of the season. So, yeah, I think another hard-fought game might actually play into the Hawks. It'll be wet again, too. Yeah. Well, Hawks had a hard-fought game, too. Um, I think the extra day's break for Geelong is going to be handy. Um, in fact, so I've convinced myself to go over the Hawks. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm going for Geelong. Um, I think so. We'll get all the free kicks and it'll be great for him. Well, no Sicily. Um, to, no Sicily. Play for the free kicks for him. Don't need him. Um, yeah, it's going to be a tough one with this. Um, Frawley on Hawkins is going to be an interesting one because Frawley had probably his best game for the year last week. But, yeah, uh, see, that's where I think they should mic up players. Could just hear Frawley and Hawkins go. Good, good, good stuff. It's still better than Leon commentary. <laughs> yes, this is true. Uh, Gold Coast and Richmond. We can skip that one. Uh, Port Adelaide and West Coast at Adelaide Oval. This is an interesting Ooh. game. That's going to be very good. Last, well, last time these two teams met at that oval, uh, it was Luke Shuey after the siren. That's right. Yeah. It should be a Port Adelaide bloodbath. You reckon? Which is which is funny to say, with West Coast sitting second. But I think uh, with all the scrutiny they're going to be going under this week, and Port trying to recover from a bad beat last week, they'll have something to prove there. I don't I'm think, on Port. I don't think Kennedy's back either. I reckon he might sit out one more week. Yeah. Um, which does make... Uh, well, I think coming, Coast, that, coming back from that injury, you want him to play at home first. Like you don't want him to travel straight up. Yeah, and the, the fact that they're second, you know, and probably yeah. comfortable yeah. second as well. Yeah, you, you might just go. You know what? One more, yeah. one more week. Yeah, you'd have to for the sake of uh, finals. <coughs> so yeah, I reckon Port will get across the line this one. I reckon they get up in a big way because um, you no, know, I've, I've rated their engine from day one, and I think they're going to really get it revving. One down in the engine this week, obviously. Yep. Uh, Collingwood and the Lions at Etihad Stadium. Uh, I still think Collingwood, but it's not going to be an easy run for them. No, I, Lions have got every chance in the world. Yeah. This one. And, and you've you got to wait till the uh, Medico report comes out of Collingwood these yeah. days. Actually, I need uh, I need a roughie get up this week, so I'm on Brisbane. Yeah, I might be too. Yeah, fuck it. Let's go for the three. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> get in. I'm uh, three behind the leader with three games to go, uh, three rounds to go. Uh, contender for match of the round is the Giants and the Crows because the Crows are back in form um, and the Giants have uh, well they've had five injuries last week so yeah, again yeah. let's see who lines Run up out. the, the, the Ferrari's got a second gear but um, has it got a second set of tyres though well yeah. that's the Adelaide need everything to go their way so they'll be hungry as balls to get out there um, but I think GWS are just looking to, even though they've got their injury worries their their Ferrari engine is still decent yeah, something Canberra too. So I think Go uh, GWS 
probably be a bit more to their advantage. Um, yeah, I think they'll get across the line. I've, I think in Canberra, you can get a lot of the uh, open breeze a lot of the times too. Yeah. A little more open than, uh, than most grounds. So yep. that might play into it uh, in some way, shape or form. It's just all the hot air in the area. Yep. Sure. Uh, Bulldogs and uh, North Melbourne at Etihad Stadium on Sunday. Did This was a close game last time, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, re- we went to it and North only just got up. Um, is that the one that's right Mitch Wallace fucked it up with a kick right at the end yeah yep. that's right I knew uh, it was a good one it was a cracker of a match to be honest uh, not so great for the old ticker but uh, Jack Zebel got that final goal yeah in um, the goal square from Benny yep. Brown's uh, tap on or whatever it was with Jared Waite back and I don't know if Marcus Adams is playing because uh, he obviously set out to the St Kilda game yep. I think it might be just too big for, yeah. for North especially Eddie had undercover yeah. we don't have to about rain or he's yep. clean possession and you got the height to really um, keep the ball out of out of the Bulldogs' hands and, yeah, play the game on your terms. I mean, yeah, the Bulldogs had a good win, but the Saints were absolutely shit. <laughs> yeah. So that's really yep. what that came down to. So yep. I, I think North Melbourne comfortable. Yep. yep. Me- Melbourne and the Swans at the MCG. I like this game. Great game. I mean, great spectacle too because yeah. uh, Swans are back in town, but uh, Melbourne, uh, they need a win against uh, a contender. Mm. And Sydney have got the roughest run home because I think they've got uh, Melbourne, GWS, and Hawthorne. Yeah, and they need all three. Yeah, when have you expected like a a performance that Sydney were going to dominate? This hasn't happened this year yet against oh, yeah. a quality side. So I don't know if they're just ready to hit their straps or maybe they're done and done. Um, I think Melbourne will probably get across the line on this one. A uh, couple more to come back this week in Hanbury and R- Rowan, um, yep. which means a few of the younger lads are probably going to miss out, but. Um, it, it still does it still come down to Buddy? Is Buddy the one that's got to do it all? Well, it doesn't hurt. He'll take the major it load. Doesn't hurt. Yeah. Um, oh, ha- I, I can see them holding him back if yeah. they can um, if they can play smart. Yep. But uh, if if they decide to let him play out the ground and start getting score involvement, so not necessarily kicking himself, but being able to spot out his own players, yeah, he's hard to stop. It's if they <coughs> relax for five minutes, they can lose the game. Yep. Melbourne, that is. Um, I th- oh, God, you just feel like the Swans are just going to do it. Like, yeah, just enough. And they'll win by four points. What? No, I'm, I'm, I'm backing Melbourne in to get their top eight uh, win, just because they haven't got one. Now that you've told me that, and I think they have to get one for at least well, once this season. Say the problem is if they beat Sydney, they go, "Yay, there's our top eight win," and then Sydney drops out of the eight. Yep. <laughs> anyway, um, and Frio versus Carlton. Who cares? Um, all right, that'll do us for this week. Yeah, right. Good luck. Peace. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.